We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning into the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice to welcome. Happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursdays. Man, oh man, it's a little sad. Thursday. Why? Because we used to we used to do the show on Thursdays after basketball games until it ended abruptly. I'm still yeah. I'm still sore about it, bro. I'm still sore about it. So, look, we have a little bit of an extra treat for you. Um, this this episode you are about to hear. To put a long story short, basically let Giovanni host the Cuse Militia podcast. He had an idea. We're going to do a Syracuse yeah. moments show. And then I, I kind of, I took over. Turn it into a bracket. I turned it into a bracket. So you just this, can't let it go. I can't stop. I figured one more. What is one more, folks? Well, this is a Syracuse. We had one. a little bit of a break. Right. It's a Syracuse one. There's only 16 seeds. So it's a little bit smaller, right? So it's not going to be as well, big it's not going to be as big and, and long. So, and you know, yeah. As much but work. I'm, I'm sure we're still going to have people complain about the seating and, Moments we left out for sure. Oh yeah, I know. But we we you get to hear it all broke down, and you get to hear everything like you could on the on the other one. But anyways, we had fun. So we had Giovanni on. We had uh, at Cuse Waterboy Tony on, and we had a, we had a good old time. You know, yeah. Ended up being a really long show. I tried to I tried to like edit some of it out, but some of it was just like, oh man, just leave this in here, because I was trying to make a really long show decent, but. I just left most of it in there. I'm gonna be honest because it was too hard. <laughs> it was too hard to take stuff out to pick and choose. So this show was recorded probably oh, going on two weeks ago, but it's still green, really? ever, evergreen. We're gonna, you'll see why. But I hope you enjoy it. I don't want to make things too long, so um, we don't. We actually don't have. We are sponsor free today, so it's kind of yeah. It's kind of sad. It's kind of nice, but we do have a little bit of news though. Okay. So since yeah. I've lived in Virginia Beach, I'm just going to throw this out there, that since I've lived here, there's not been a Syracuse commit from this area. This area has a lot of talent in it, too. So no. uh, Chip West, who is a first-year cornerback coach for the Syracuse Orange football team now, he took charge of recruiting this young linebacker. He, he is from Hampton, and he coached football here at Old Dominion and Virginia so Chip West, he recruited 6'1", 215-pound linebacker Anwar Sparrow. He signed the National Letter of Intent to play Syracuse football for this year, a little bit late, Joe. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Three-year starter at Salem High over here and two-time all-tidewater selection. Sparrow 
Also was offered by Norfolk State, Appalachian State, uh, Louisville, Wake Forest, East Carolina. They all expressed heavy interest, but they they took a hard pass because of his academics, according to his coach. So yeah, he was unrated by the composite ranking at two four seven, but two four seven dot com lists him as a three star. He recorded one hundred and three tackles, including nineteen for a loss, four sacks. Four force fumbles and three fumble recoveries in his senior year, Joe. Yeah, so, yeah. a little small, and, a little late. What do you make of that? Oh, that was reported by Syracuse.com. And, and uh, yeah, that's when usually when you get a recruit this, this late after uh, signing day, it's usually because of academics. Uh, like you said, Louisville, Wake Forest, East Carolina kind of didn't throw the commitments out there because – they were worried about the academics. Uh, it looks like it was a situation where he probably went to summer school. And I don't know how they really, you know, made it work with this whole COVID thing. But he ended up becoming eligible. And as soon as we figured this out, uh, Chip West, he kind of jumped on that. And they did uh, yeah. a virtual tour. Right. So, I mean, you could do it's only so much you can do. Right. And the kids, obviously, he's not a 2021. It's 2020. So. He's got to find a home, and again, two four seven sports had him as, as a three star, and at six one two fifteen, again, probably not the guy that is going to come in and help this year. But he's one of those guys that he could probably play two different positions um, in this three three five. A guy that can maybe do you know the strong safety rover position that could come up and play in the box, or you know play some downs as a linebacker as well. So he's going to have to probably take a year get some weight on stuff like that uh six one's okay we, I mean, we've had shorter and it's, i think zaire franklin was six foot so we've had shorter linebackers that have been successful but uh he's definitely got to get some weight up unless they're gonna you know use his speed and, and keep him around that size and, and and use him in the rover position but at least there's some options there and uh it's not awful grab right here at, in the middle of the summer yeah i think they've got maybe think circus.com Said they've got about three scholarships left, two or three, depending, as far as the football yeah. team goes, which, you know, anything later than this, I don't know. But, you know, interesting. I like it. Yeah. He's a talented kid. He's big out of this area, but. Um, yeah. Well, know. that area, he, you know, produces good players, and he was a three time starter of varsity. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. You never know. Yeah. And uh, also, this morning, uh, Syracuse picked up another one for 2021 uh, defensive lineman Jalen Moss. He, he did he did the verbal commit thing and did his hashtag juiced up tweet. Uh, 6'5", 260 pounds. Got one more year left. <laughs> right. So, I mean. Yeah, well, you never know if he's going to end up being a, a D-end or if he could put some weight on and be a – Pretty solid, tall defensive tackle. You never really know. But, you know, per Syracuse.com, his only previous offers were Sacred Heart and Stony Brook, which are D1AA schools. And I just. He's unrated. Yeah, he's unrated. I mean, I'm sure he's going to. Usually when these kind of things happen, when it comes to these things, it's just that he just hasn't been rated. It's not that he's a two-star, three-star, four-star. It's just that this, the recruiting services just haven't gotten around to rating. I mean, there's so many kids in high school, right? So right. usually that's what happens. And when something like this happens and Syracuse throws out an offer and he takes a verbal commit, then usually that kind of gets those scouting services, gets them notice on these kids. And then these usually the scouting services jump on that 
scout the kid and usually he'll get us he'll get a grade so uh i'd probably be willing to bet the kid ends up probably getting a grade probably a three star when it's all said and done it might take a little while because uh i know they have their little i don't know if it's semi-annually or quarterly but uh they have different dates where they change the the rankings and um i'm sure scouts are going to look into this and uh he'll he'll have a star rating at some point here yeah well he's got a whole nother year left obviously so but he's got a whole nother year and then another thing that you know will tell is whether or not you get these other schools that start looking as well right so right and it's important to be able to get these these in-state guys that do you know we only we only produce 15 to 20 oh, right. d1 out of rochester you know. we didn't say that out of rochester. yeah out of fairport uh yeah so it's I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. We New York State only has 15 to 20 D1 recruits a year, and if there's some that can that can help, we got to try to keep them here, right? So, yeah, definitely. So, that is it. We will pull together something with Tyler Morona. So we'll we'll put together a recruiting a recruiting show with him. And there's still also the Malcolm Folk interview and the Syracuse in the draft show we just did uh, a couple days ago. So if you want to ch- check back on those and listen to those, we'd appreciate that. Yep. If not, that's fine. Hmm. Don't do it. I don't care. I mean, uh, some people have better things to do. I get it. I, and I don't blame them. That's what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. all right. Listen, here it is. It's long. It's fun. Check it out. Today, we are ranking the top 15 moments in Syracuse sports history since April of 2003. Now, what doesn't count? The 2003 National Championship. Everything after that point is what we're going to be ranking today. Top 15 moments. Should be a lot of fun. We're doing football, basketball, and lacrosse. So I was thinking... Right before we came on, we were talking, what were we going to do? What were we going to do? What if we do the top 16 
and we seed them, and we do oh, one more poll. And we do one more tournament. Just Let's 16. Do it. Let's do it. It's such a brilliant idea by you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had nothing to do with this. That's all Sean, awesome. buddy. Yeah. Let's do it. And, and, you want to do it? This will be the selection show. Let's do it. And this is going to be kind of in tandem with uh, the Q's Militia podcast. They're going to you know, put this up on theirs. They'll put it up on Twitter. So this is a little dual uh, collaboration here. That's legit your real name, Giovanni Heater. It is. It's true. That is amazing. Aren't his parents brilliant? Thank you. There's a reason I go by Waterboy, because I have an Italian name nobody can pronounce. <laughs> what is it? De Nicola. De Nicola? De, yeah. Yeah, see, exactly, yeah. yeah. I thought it was De Nicola, too, by the way. Everybody does. That's why I don't go by it. <laughs> nice. Tony Waterboy. That's how he is in my phone. So Perfect. Tony Waterboy. He's just cute Waterboy in mine. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's hop into it, guys. Let's do um, it. So we have all kind of put together our own little mess of moments, and uh, we're pretty much just going to debate here, which will be the fun part of it, and try and rank these bad boys. And as Sean said, we're going to seed them out. Uh, so now it's top 16, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, how about everybody throw out one moment right now, and uh, we'll talk about it. So we'll start with Anthony. All right, I'm going to go with one I was at live. Uh, John Gillen. The game-winning shot against Duke. Yeah, that's that's Thank a classic. God. That's one of my favorite. All three of all, all four of us would have talked about that one. What about you, Sean? Um, I would have to go with the the best shot to not ever count. And you had the man on the show oh. earlier, and the 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 best shot made that didn't count, where Devo jumped on the tables after he thought he hit the game winner, uh, ended up being the six overtime game. And, uh, I mean, that's one of the most iconic moments. And the shot didn't even count. Devo standing on the table with his chest, chest puffed out. Oh, and his head up. Oh, that's awesome. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Joe, what about you? Are we trying to pick one that's like our favorite? Is that We're just going picking on? one. Just yeah. throw one out, Joe. He's so black or white, this guy. You just got to you gotta guide <laughs> hey, well, him. You got to walk off, him down I... the path. <laughs> <laughs> just so people know, this whole thing was thought up like really off the top of the head. So we basically are winging it here, people. Pretty We're much. We're winging it. Pretty I much. do I do want to add something that was not on this list that I'm it's not going to be my pick, but going on Gillen's buzzer beater, I was live at the uh, the game where Gillen had like 40 plus and we came back and beat NC State, NC State at State. NC State in oh, overtime, awesome. right? Overtime. That was Yeah, awesome. it was that was a great that was a great game, but um I'd have to go probably um same thing my boy uh Joey Crawford said on Facebook um, that Virginia Elite Eight comeback. Uh, yeah. I mean, to, to me, that was – I remember at halftime thinking like, well, it's a good run. They beat Gonzaga, good game. And uh, we came back, and, and that was probably one of the ones that – between that and the, the Clemson W uh, for football, those two were, were close for me. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to go a little bit uh, more – maybe something people didn't necessarily have in mind. It's kind of not exactly a specific moment. Uh, because to say the moment, you would kind of have to say uh, beating NC State in the Dome, a ranked team at the time. But just Syracuse football being ranked for the first time in 17 years, I think that was – I remember waking up that day, um, just waiting for them to come out with the AP poll, kept refreshing Twitter, and it finally came out. That was probably my most exciting moment besides like that Virginia game hey, and beating Clemson was the fact that we were ranked in football. That so. Wasn't that the first time they were ranked since you were born? Yeah, first time since I was on the earth. <laughs> crazy yeah that's That's crazy too is your perspective of it because like i was born in 85 i'm 34 i I remember the 90s and how donovan mcnab winning biggies titles 
going toe-to-toe with Virginia Tech with Vic and Miami, like, it it's been so long. But for you, it's like you hadn't known in your entire life. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's – that's why the 2018 season was so special because it was the first time – I mean, I got a little taste of it. I was kind of too young to really realize it when we had, uh, you know, Ryan Nassib and Doug Marone and Alec Lemon and that whole squad – um, so 2018 was my real taste of a good Syracuse football team. And that's probably why Eric Dungy's my favorite Syracuse player of all time. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Do we got the flying knee too? the flying knee was another great moment. Oh, Miami. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Just that on, game. Yeah. yeah. The game was, such was a good incredible. Game. That's couple the couple flying knees. He threw a pick against Miami and, and took it back. The from the <laughs> Imagine yeah. if we had won that, that game. Eric Dungy. That, that was the week after we beat Clemson inside the Dome. Imagine winning yeah. that game, beating two top 10 teams two weeks in a row. Miami was ranked number eight in that game. Just kind of what could have been. And we almost did come back and win that game he after pl- a bad first half. He played with something yeah. broken or something, too, in that game, I want to say. Wasn't that the game where he played with something broken? He's an animal. Yeah, he's that of the Florida State game? Oh, yeah, it was one or the other. Which one was it, Anthony? Come on. Oh God, my memory sucks. He finished. He finished the game, though. I think it was Miami, because yeah, I think it was because he went out of the game and came back in and ended up. It, something was broken. I'm almost positive. Well, that's well, why I'm a it, warrior. Like it's. I've always said, man. Like it's cool to have super talented guys, but it's those guys that'll give you everything and like play above like their their rating. Everybody goes by like stars and everything, but like yeah. I want the guy that'll give you everything. I'll take that over a five star guy any day. Yeah, the amount of fight in Eric Dungy is, is second to none. Absolutely. All right, let's get into this. Uh, how do we want to organize this, Sean? Since you're the one that brought up the seeding, <laughs> I plan on just a list. So you gotta you gotta walk us through how we're gonna seed this. Okay, bad boy. so it's very hard to seed to seed something like this because, as with everything, as we've found out, as I've found out, it's all opinion based, and yeah. so someone's gonna Absolutely. be angry. But I say the fir- the four that we mentioned should be in the top five. Those are the ones we came off with the top of our head. So, you know, like, I agree with Tony. I think the Gillen buzzer beater against Duke, that was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. I mean, it sucks to start with one. But we could start with one and then go 16 back. But let's establish a one seed. So, I mean, I would vote for that. But if someone else has got something, throw it out there. And we we can talk about it real quick. Okay, uh, that's that's a solid one seed. The problem for me is as amazing as it was being in a uh, highly packed Carrier Dome. It was weird too. It was on a Monday night, not a Saturday game, so it wasn't one of the sold out games. Um, but the thing is, is it didn't take us anywhere. Yeah, we had beat four teams that were in the top ten that season: Virginia, Florida State, Duke, um, or maybe it was just three. But anyways. We never made the NCAA tournament. We were yeah. an NIT team that year. So yeah. it all, I almost feel more inclined to pick that Syracuse versus Virginia to get us to the Final Four, that comeback in the last, like, six minutes. That was crazy. I feel like that's uh, more up there. But let's take a vote. What do you think, Joe? Uh, I, again, my top two would probably be uh, beating Clemson in the Dome for football and uh, that, that comeback against Virginia would probably be the top two. Those are my top two as well. That leaves you. I feel like we got to throw in the Tyler Ennis against Pitt shot too, because that was just again, yeah, because that was the whole length of the court. Well, how much time was that? Three seconds. Yeah, and it was the whole length of the court. Point four, and he had great form with it. Like it was a great jumper. I mean, 
Yeah. That shot right. was incredible. I had to wake up at three in the morning for work and like I didn't sleep. I know I you're <laughs> screaming like I just hit it. He hit the shot. Like I'm I watching it 30 times in a row. Like I, I just went off pure adrenaline that day. Like that was insanity. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. I would say, right. I would say UVA or that. Or that football. Cause that, football I know, I know, I know. What really know. made Dino Bay. I think you got to go. No, the Virginia Tech's what made Virginia, what made Babers go kind of viral though. It's the year true. before. It's true, but that was the first time packed Carrier Dome, kind of like when he said, close your eyes, imagine this. Yeah. That was kind of his first. That was really what put us on the map. Uh, but then again, you went and won four games that season. So <laughs> yeah, Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that was their last win that year, too. Wasn't it, was. Yeah. it was. Yeah. All right, why don't we revisit the one seed? and let's? Okay, go ahead. All right, fine. That's, and we'll that go, sounds we'll about right. We'll start at 16. I got to put in here somewhere along the lines. I have to put the 2008-2009 back-to-back Syracuse lacrosse Lacrosse national champions. And the 2009 game was crazy. They played Cornell, an in-state rival. Uh, You're down by three goals with five minutes left in the game, and they rally back. A crazy play on a ride. Uh, They strip them behind the back, passes everything. Kenny Nims right on the crease puts it in with three seconds left to go into overtime. And then Dan Hardy to Cody Jamison on the crease overtime winner, 2009 national champs back-to-back. So I got to put that in here somewhere. Is it the 16 seed because it's lacrosse? I, no. I'm okay with that. No. No way. Back-to-back championships? All right. It's got to be higher than a 16, right? Okay. You would You would think, right? What's Joe taking pictures of us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad, too, that we lost out on lacrosse this year, getting off to that hot start. And yeah. I said before the season, I'm not a lacrosse guy, but I was like, this is the year. Like I, I know people on Twitter, like they're like, "Hey, Waterboy, come sit with me. I'll explain the game to you." I was like, "This is the year I'm going to get into it." And then, freaking Corona. Yeah, freaking Corona. I've been going to the lacrosse games probably longer than anything else, just because like the crowds weren't as big when I was little, and I've always played lacrosse. Giovanni, a goalie, by the way, right? It's yes, it's true. I'm bummed. I'm missing my junior season at CNS right now. You ever take the length of the field and just jog it down there and? And score, yeah. yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> awesome. And then I did it another time, too. And uh, our JV coach is, like, the scariest coach in the world. And I went down, and uh, I rifled it, and I hit the goalie right in the face. And my coach got so ticked because he's like, you went down, and then you didn't score. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to do it, Gio, you yeah. got to put it yeah. in the I net. I was this close. I drilled yeah. the kid in the face, but it didn't Fair go. enough. It's almost a wash. Yeah, exactly. In the face. <laughs> All right. All right, so let, let, let's spit out some ideas. Okay, so I got, you know, some of the lower quality moments. Beating Gonzaga, the game before the Virginia game. A lot of people had that on Twitter. That's why I'm yeah. going to mention it with Tyler Lydon's block. That often gets forgotten, too, because of the crazy comeback against Virginia. Right. I and remember that whole weekend so well. The Gonzaga game at Coleman's, the Virginia game at uh, now defunct Rosie's. Like, just pure madness watching the of people. <laughs> While we're doing it, I'm going to actually hop on Twitter and I'm going to list off what the people had to say. Uh, we, you know, I put it out. You guys retweeted it. So we had some decent responses. Let's see. People wanted Leiden's block, as I just said. Ennis's shot, uh, of course. Oh, you had uh, you sent a list too. Hakeem's block, but uh, the Texas teabag. 
that doesn't count yeah, either, I know. though. I, know. I wish. <laughs> that was in the Texas game, the semifinal. But, uh, the most athletic play in Syracuse history. Yeah. What about the Johnny Flynn teabag? Yeah, I have that on here. Yes. Is that Rutgers? Yeah, I have it on here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got to put and a teabag on here, right? People put the Gillen and the Andrew White. Year. Basically, it said saving Q's yeah. season. I don't really know what that means, and I don't think that they really didn't qualifies. save. They didn't really save anything, but no, that was fun to watch. To we didn't. We didn't even make it to the NCAA tournament, and we lost the first game of the NIT. Right, I was <laughs> at that game. It was sick because they had discounted tickets, so I was sitting courtside. Oh, was that's just, awesome! Like, the tickets were so cheap because nobody wanted to go. Yeah, but uh, that's why it's fun to go to the women's games, man. You can sit anywhere. Yeah, and just, I did the like, same thing. Yeah, you can make noise and they they hear you. Like counting down the shot clock, like three seconds quicker than it goes down. Like we cause some legit violations. So you know, it makes it <laughs> easy. Awesome. It makes it easier when they're pretty good too, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody put in here uh, beating Wisconsin in the Sweet 16 in 2012, and while we're on that, I kind of want to touch upon the 2011-2012 season. People, I think, kind of forget about it because of the scandals that yeah, happened the violations. and everything. But yeah. I mean, seriously, thirty and one. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? One. You lost one game the entire season. I think it was on the road to Notre Dame, uh, number one in the country for most of the year, and outright Big East champs, regular season champs. I mean, that's a historical season. That's that's got to be in here somewhere. Well, that's the season, too, where Fab Mello was ineligible, wasn't it? That and yeah. the Bernie Fine situation. <laughs> uh, that one's tough because when you look at that season, you look more of like, because you said 30-1, and one, that ended up being more in disappointment than, you know, I, I sometimes when you look at the season's expectations, right? I mean, you look back to that season, and can you really point to one really good thing other than they were really good, and it just ended up being a disappointing season that ended in, us losing possibly our best big man coach in Bayheim's tenure and then us uh, falling into sanctions. So to me, that's tough to look and think positive, even though it was 30 and one and it was a great season. I, I totally just a different way of looking at it. But I, I just saw one on your list, Gio, that you sent. That's pretty good. First of all, Jerry Mack beating Georgetown. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, the commentator in that. Jerry Mack drops one on yeah. G-Town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's an iconic. Um, I think that whole run. Yeah, that whole run. That was a big well, no, East. That's a every... different one, though, because the one where he said that was at Georgetown in a regular season game. And then I also have on the list Jerry McNamara in the 2006, and that's the whole run in the um, yeah. tournament. The Cincinnati game. Well, and then he had a game winner in uh, January of 03 or 04, I think, against Notre Dame. And we rushed yep. support for that one. That was nuts. Um, you had the buzzer uh, beater against Connecticut. I think that was in the 2006 as well. God, how clutch was GMAC? Oh my God! I mean, I he was. Do. How about Tyus? Uh, you had where do you? I thought you had him on here. He beat Georgetown, but he had another. He had another buzzer yeah. beater besides Georgetown. He, he, the Clemson game. Yeah, the Clemson. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Three from the corner. That's right. Yeah, I don't know if that's top 15. I don't. I mean, it was good. Don't don't get me wrong. The um. We just got a notification running out of time. We've removed the 40 minute limit on your group meeting. Love it. Awesome. Thank we you. We appreciate Nathan. that zoom. This <laughs> episode brought to you by zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> they gifted us. Yo, you know who wants to put out like a mafia style hit on zoom right now is Skype. Like what happened to Skype? We use <laughs> Skype for the show in, uh, we, it works flawless for us, but 
you don't get this format. Like, there's yeah. not as many options on it. I'm noticing. It just feels like Zoom's the big thing now, and like it is. You like, forgot about. But it that's is. because Zoom, you can do stuff like school based, where you can have a ton of people all at once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, I was on a Zoom meeting for SU Newhouse or whatever, and uh, just like looking at the school, basically like a campus tour, but they can't do that right now. So Virtual they're doing tour stuff online, and there was like. 300 people in it people from all across the country so they can like have a larger capacity in these things dude it, geo if you're not a future game day host then i don't know what su's thinking <laughs> my god that's the man. goal that's the goal got all the right goals. we got uh we have some moments How, I do, like are you writing these seating. are you writing these I'm, down as we they're there i mean i we have the list but we got to start seating we need specific seats we need a 16 and we need to go from there we need a 16 Okay. We need mark the sixteen, and then yeah. We have and let's be honest to get to the final four. And, and let's be honest, people are gonna not. People are gonna complain about this, and we're gonna oh, leave some. But yeah. that's the fun yeah. part about it. That's the fun yeah. part about okay. it. Okay. Well, and plus it's, it was Sean's idea. I don't care. It was Sean's idea, so we can always just blame it on him. True. Just true story. All right, we the six overtime, but that's gonna be higher. The six overtime is separate from the Devo shot, though, right? Is it though? Because that's same game. It's the same. I game. understand that, but I'm talking about that iconic moment. I say we use. Well, sheesh. You gotta I have. Feel like, I feel like they're the same too. thing though, because the shot goes in that. Fair enough. Whole essence of the game. Fair enough. I lose. We okay. love you, Sean. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm used to it. I'm Speak used to it. yourself, Gio. I mean, <laughs> we got. Uh, we have. Do we put anything, Doug Marone? We have. No. Uh, oh, have you seen pinstripe bowl? The snowball? Yeah, we have the Texas Bowl, pinstri- both pinstripe bowls. Um, the snowball is a, was a good one, but, I mean, it's only because of the snow. Yeah, this this could right? be a, a solid 16 seed. Syracuse, as an 11 seed, takes down third seed Michigan State in 2018. Yeah. Does that sound like that's, a 16 that's seed good. to you? That's good. Yeah? That's good. Right. We'll Put do it that. down. We got we to gotta make some moves here. Yeah. Uh, We're doing uh, anything in uh, 2013? 2013, yeah, we got the. Uh, Isn't that the year that the both the Syracuse women's and men's made, made it to the final, final four? four? No, that was 2016. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but okay. 2013, I wrote beating Marquette to get to the final four. Even though the game wasn't anything special, it was we won the region to get to the final four. So just being, I guess we could just put 2013 final four. Uh, that could be a 15. Let's let's just put the the back to back lacrosse championships should be somewhere around like one or fifteen, seven or ten, <laughs> seven to ten somewhere in there. It should be right in the All middle. Right. We put them at fourteen. I mean, we saw with the Beatles a fourteen seed can win the whole thing. Listen, <laughs> that was a fluke. Yeah, yeah. That was a fluke. Great. <laughs> well, uh, listen. You guys wanted, let me. You guys wanted Cash them out of the, the tournament. Yeah, they wanted them out of the tournament. Waterboy. All of them. All three. Ridiculous. Know your history. Don't get my. I'll get my fiance down here to just rip you. Listen, listen. The that whole poll was fan based. The Beatles didn't even make it. We decided to put them. No, they didn't. I'm looking down here, Joe. The Beatles. Anybody can go back to the show. They had like the fifth most votes, and you, James, and Tyler wanted them out of the seating, out of the bracket. No, no, they didn't. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure if you go I, back, right, I'm well, the one that came right. back and said that uh, the fans would kill us. If you this isn't the Music bracket. Madness show. Congrats to the Beatles. They did a it great is. job. It is. That was on, for those of you that don't know, that was on the Cuse Militia podcast. They did a Music no, Madness. No more non-Syracuse-related stuff. It just, it just riles too many people up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. We, now we need a 15 seed. We need a 15 seed. Um <sighs> On here, I have the ACC tournament win against North Carolina just a couple weeks ago. I don't think that really applies. Uh, um, I don't know if it doesn't. That yeah. was an awesome game. It was, but it was an awesome game. But all these other ones up against it, that might yeah. be a plan. Right. Yeah. Right. That's more recency bias. What about what about Andrew White's forty points against Wake Forest yeah, on Senior Day? Or was that Senior Day? Uh, I thought it was at NC State. Andrew, and I thought it was Gillen. Did that, was Gillen, that was Gillen was 43 at NC State in overtime. Yeah. Andrew White was 40 against Georgia Tech. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, we were, I thought we agreed to forget about that season. Yeah, that season was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were some good games, don't get Actually, me wrong. I like that. 15, Gillen, 43 points. I love it. Because he hit a buzzer beater or with like a second left, too. To send it to overtime. Well, we're putting the Duke buzzer beater in there. I mean, that was the same year. Yeah. So he could be on there twice. Two buzzer yeah. beaters, dude. That's impressive. Yeah, you got to put it in there. Dude, that game was awesome. I just yeah. remember NC State fan, like these students came up and sat behind us, and they weren't sitting there in the first half, sitting right behind me in the second half, talking about quantum physics as they're beating us by eighteen. Oh, Drove me insane. And there's so much room for them to go anywhere else, and then and they. Gillen just went on a roll, and I started cheering, and it got so loud that they couldn't speak to each other. Nice. And then they ended up. Then they ended up moving, and then we ended up winning. So it was great. All right, I'm putting it 15 seed. Gillen Boom. 43. Boom. Perfect. John's right. We got to make moves, or this is going to be six hours long. And <laughs> nobody's going to last till the end. Seriously. Seriously. All right. I doubt it. Tony. Else I, I highly doubt it as well. We're not that in it. We entertain ourselves. How about? Really. How about? How about? Coach Baber's getting hired as the first, first of all, the first black head coach. But this guy has come in here and just the the charisma and the energy and everything and all the moments that we've had with him, like, just seems like some, I mean, just that Boom. alone. The, the the point of Baber's just being in there alone. 14 Should, seed, right there. Okay. Baber's hire. So Baber's hire. There you go. Who, like, want all this stuff now. Like, we got to get better recruits for football. We got to win now. I'm like, do you realize, like, He's, the sheer hole. We were in like just the deepest pit of the earth from the G Rob <laughs> era. Like how we were on the bottom ten of ESPN year after year. Like our yeah. our football program was hot garbage. Like <laughs> have you ever seen yes. what it's done to drag them back out has been amazing. Yes. Have you ever seen that special that you can find on YouTube? But it was on College Game Day one week, and Jim Brown. Uh, even talked about how bad the football was in the Greg Robinson era. And it was right in the middle of the Greg Robinson era. It was like right after we had lost to Akron and it's college game day. And uh, all the guys, Kurt Herb street, Chris Fowler, they're all like the great Jim Brown has spoken. Syracuse needs to make some changes. Yeah. It, Jim Brown has zero F's to give. Yeah. That oh, and Corso, Corso, he called out the, uh, what was the athletic director? The Daryl gross. There. Yeah. He called him a bad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's oh. give away our home games to, you know, um, the Meadowlands. That was a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> for for money to get whooped against Notre Dame. <laughs> All right. So now we need a 13 seed. 
I feel like it's only fitting to put 13 seed making the final four in 2013. We can do it. Do Let's go. And I, it's, it doesn't rank any higher than that because we lost in the final four and there was nothing. We were supposed to go to the final four. We were like a two seed or a three seed. So we were pretty good. Now we need a 12. Mm. We got the comeback overtime win at Georgetown in 2017. I don't know if that's worthy. Um, somewhere in the top 10 has to be that 2013 Biggie semifinal against Georgetown. Uh, that was the last game that the two ever faced off in the Big East Conference. And that's that. If you've ever seen that Requiem highlighted game that goes throughout that 30 for 30, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. That's required viewing. We've of all course, seen it. Of course. I don't know. Sean's <laughs> looking at me like he's never seen it. I, I don't know if I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Requiem. Really? All right. Yeah. Well, we'll let you go watch it. See ya. It's good. It's yeah. good. You got to watch it. All right. So, but that's, that's, that's more of a top 10. Uh, let's do number 12. Let's do that national championship for Q's. The the cross? Yeah. Okay, he broke up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to piss off some lacrosse fans. And, man, I wish I knew more about it. I'm fully invested in learning. I mean, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, But as far as voting, not a lot of guys are going to – actually, you're right. Let's save it and put it higher. Otherwise, when we vote this bad boy out, they're going to lose to something like a GMAC buzzer beater in the top portion of it. Oh, wow. That's rigging, Geo. I watched that it's Cornell rigged. game. That Cornell game was awesome. It was it was it was amazing. Like that last play to tie it with like it was, seconds left was just ridiculous. It, the crazy if you guys haven't seen that, go YouTube it. Anybody watching cuz it's well worth the watch and it's the first thing you can find if you look up Syracuse Lacrosse National Championship. Um but we we still need a 12 seed. Uh, we, we got 12. 10 win season Camping World Bowl champs. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. 
So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. That could be... I mean, a yeah. ten-win season was that's a big a, deal. I don't know if it ranks higher. That's, what do you no, guys think? I think that's solid because I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, the high, I went know. down to that game, and man, I had the time of my life in Orlando. Joe was like, there. I was there too. Oh my god! Did you go downtown to the bars just bar hopping? Uh, the day of, the morning of, I was down there at like noon. Yeah, I went down to I think at like one or two, and I remember just going to different bars, and it was just pure orange, like 40, 50 of us. And then, like five or six West Virginia fans would come in, and we just boo them out of the bar. Like, just we were down at the uh, the soccer the soccer team's bar that was right next to the train, and it was just funny. It was just funny because all this. It was like you'd walk down uh, the road and you'd look to the left, and there'd be a bar with just the Syracuse fans, and you look to the right, right across the street, and that's where the West Virginia fans went. It's like. You'd look, see, oh, yellow this way, orange this way. Yeah, yeah. it was like that imaginary line. That game yeah. was so much fun, though, man. Like, I met so many people I talked to off Twitter, like, made, like, face-to-face friends, like, Jonathan, Lisa, other people. Like, oh, yeah. It was such a long time coming. Had great side, great seats. Joe was, Joe was on ESPN in that game. Remember that really horrible missed call? Was it a missed call or was it a call? Was nah. it rough in the passer? On Eric when Dungy? They came in. They came in and hit Taj Harris late. Yeah. Oh, it was Taj yeah. Harris. That's the right. Targeting. That's that right. Yes. Targeting. yes. 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 Yeah. Joe's I, on I camera the in the crowd. Though. I got yeah, still got... shots of this. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> All right, I was a little. I was a little. Little tipsy. Nice. Hey, it couldn't be any worse than the guy who puked three rows behind me and it just started coming down like a tidal wave. You have to lift your Gross. feet. I did, I, they had a janitor come over and like <laughs> almost like in grade school, throw that like pink dust stuff. Yeah. Behind. Yeah. <laughs> Sweep it up. Awful. Excuse me, folks. Coming through. Ugh. Yeah. I was wearing flip flops too. That didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I put at the 10 seed, I put the uh, Q's football 10 win season, but we still need an 11 because. I just figured ten match ten. We could where put do, that. Well, where does the 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 Johnny Flynn tea bag rank around there? Let's do it. Eleven Johnny Flynn posterizer. Oh, yeah, this is so tough. There's so many good moments. I, I feel because like I think that was when we realized Johnny Flynn could dunk. Was it yeah. not? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was a big moment for me. I remember. And and then they got teed. Didn't someone get teed up? The Rutgers coach got teed up. I don't really remember. There was, a, the there game. was some controversy was because it was like this close to being a charge. In fact, it could have been. Yeah, because that was before they had the cylinder under the basket. Yes. Yeah. Right. And he would have been in the cylinder, by the way, but um, I think he was low enough down there. But yeah. that, um, you know, there was, was such a. an electric dunk, man. People forget. Oh, yeah. And that was, if, that was at Rutgers, too, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was on Yeah, the it was loud. It yeah, was they loud. played us tough too at Rutgers. Yeah. I think that needs to be should it be a 10? It's 10. Let's just leave it there. It's fine. All right. Yeah. Well, it's an 11. 10 is right. the 10-win season. But, okay. All right. Okay. All right. So then uh if we got 11 that 10 is the Wait, what? Okay, no, t- I lied. 10 win seasons, 11, and the Johnny Flynn's 12. Look at this but guy. I know. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Mess. No, no, this guy, this guy, this other guy, Gio. This guy oh, down here. <laughs> We're not sponsored. Sorry. <laughs> no, seriously, was that Michelob? Yeah, it's a Mick Ultra. Oh, I get it. He's trying to cut down on that quarantine 19. Yeah, <laughs> old Joe, Joe's got to keep his, his, uh, his figure, you know. Yeah, that's not happening here. I'm going full dad bod. I don't even have kids. Joe's fit. <laughs> Joe's fit, but he doesn't have to work for it. He eats like crap. He drinks beer all day. Be nice. <laughs> I know that's what I said. Jeez. Yeah, it'll hit him someday. He doesn't have that's any a- hair, though, so, I mean, it's kind of a... Yeah, I really don't either. I, I you know, know you're so- working towards that. I know. Gio, though, Gio with the Lost with the head. trophy the head of hair right there. Yeah. <laughs> So we have, I have Doug Marone, but you can't put Doug Marone above a ten-win season. So I feel like Doug Marone's off the list. Yeah, he's go- yeah, he's off. Anything I'm fine with from that. the Doug. Mar- okay, he can go um, dream job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about <laughs> Doug Marone to the Bills? How about that? We put that somewhere. <laughs> we could put. We could put next. No. We could do. I feel like somewhere in here has to be. Like the GMAC buzzer beater at Georgetown, the classic call. Okay. I mean, where are we? Nine? Yeah. Okay. We're at, or no, 10. We're at 10. I think that needs to be higher than 10, in my opinion. Okay. So what do we, hmm, what do we, what can we put here? Oh, oh, I see one that you've got down here 10 F and games, Bayheim, the co- press yeah. conference. Yeah. The press conference. Jerry McNamara overrated. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So GMAC. Overrated press conference. So good. It still gives me goosebumps at press conference. It's so good. Yeah. That was, is, that, he, is that something that we can couple with just that whole run, or is that the run going to be itself? I feel like the I press like conference itself. Yeah. I feel okay. like that's something yeah. you could separate because that press conference is like very specific. But because yeah. then they came out with the shirts, right? It was the overrated yeah. shirts. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the shirt in Syracuse. Holy shirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then uh, Beheim's like, Beheim's like, I'm probably going to get fined for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right at the end of the press conference. Bayheim's Bayheim's press conferences are they're not electric, but he has some of the best moments. I agree. Yeah. Could, be, those short little quip, those one-liners just Yeah, when he quip. goes rips into someone and, you know, it just is so good. It's He's so a curmudgeon, man. He reminds, he reminds me so much of my late grandfather. That's why I love him. Like, I can't wait to be the old guy on, on my porch in my underwear just yelling at people. I know. He doesn't care. I respect He doesn't. It. He doesn't. It's awesome. He does Have not care. Have you ever care. seen him get into it with that microphone? It's on Yo, YouTube. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he bends it over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then like he picks it back it. up. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. I just don't think he ever wants to be there, but he has. No, he doesn't. No, that's no, exactly it. Yeah. 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 But but you know he does it and sometimes he just bloviates he just goes on and on and on and then he'll just pick on like Mike Waters randomly or you know he's he's ripped a couple ESPN guys a good a couple times you know yeah I mean the one time I saw him happy like was that 
2003 national championship watch party they did recently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in his moment. He seemed yeah. he seemed actually content, but he was also at his house and it wasn't the same kind of setup. So yeah, you ever, you ever for that basketball they're doing next weekend from you know their house, like all the little secret things they have planned. I think it, we'll see a side of Bayham we usually don't see. What's that? What do you? I don't. I don't know what you're talking. So, about. at the end of every season, they do a basketball like charity for the Jimmy. Oh, the, the, yuck, the basketball, yuck, the turning stone. But you know, yeah. they can't do it this year, so they're doing it at their house. That yeah, so we all get to watch. That's cool. That's cool. What happened? It went quiet. I don't know. Everybody stopped talking. That happened in that happened in your episode too. We were all laughing, and then we all stopped laughing, and then nobody said anything. Oh, and then we all started <laughs> laughing again. Uh, Joe, you were going to say something. No, oh, I was just going to say. Do you ever watch his his uh, press conferences and wonder if he's ever going to let a reporter finish their question? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's like <laughs> it's like he can't possibly know exactly every question before it finishes. You know what I mean? It's All just right. one of those. He just knows what answer he wants to give. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, you know, he's forgotten more about basketball than we'll ever learn. So oh hell yeah. exactly, exactly. I mean, he he's also a go. Like, doesn't a hundred percent answer the question like the exact way that it's asked. He like spins it yeah. his own way a little bit. No, and if it's a bit snarky or dumb, if you ask a dumb question, oh God, you're getting eviscerated. Oh <laughs> you are getting killed. You are getting killed. Have you seen the one where he's like, um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he's like, you're not allowed to ask me any more questions or like come to me when you have a good question. And he basically like called this guy stupid, some reporter. It's like the equivalent of like telling someone to go sit at the kids' table after they finally like graduate to the adult table. Like, yeah, in the corner. Basically, yeah. And you can tell the reporters are onto it because there's sometimes after some games he comes in in certain moods and they're just afraid to even ask a question. He's in there for like three and a half minutes and he's like, yeah. "All right, bye." Yeah. 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 And he just he usually he ends it himself. He says yeah. bye. Yeah. And he just gets up and leaves. All right. So we got. Uh, or where we got- are we at, Gio? Yeah, so we got a 10 seed, and it's that GMAC overrated press conference. So we're, we're, we're inside the top 10. We're at nine now. We need to, and, uh, we need to put some stuff here. Mm-hmm. So, we need a good 8-9 matchup, one that'll be really close. That's true. See, we got to be a little bit strategic about this one, and that's then we true. can kind of go. But okay. you're right, Tony. That's a good point. <laughs> um, hmm. But what you're, you're going to hate me for this one, Tony, but I think that Ennis is lower then some of the I think we should do a buzzer beater versus a buzzer beater. That's a like good that's a good Gillen, idea. Gillen versus Ennis. Gillen beats like Duke that. buzzer beater versus Ennis? Yeah. Because we already have the I Ennis. like it, man. That's two buzzer beaters against each other. They're both huge. That's, okay. that's a good eight nine. All right, let's do it. And neither one of them, I mean, the one kept us alive twenty and oh, yeah. But the Gillen one never took us anywhere. Yeah, neither, no, but neither season ended the way we wanted, which it's like yeah, right. it's an argument now on Twitter that I think like Brian Harrison puts out all the time. Like, do you want to be super successful in the regular season and win these conference games or go deep in the tournament? I'd rather go deep in the tournament. Right. So now five and all means nothing if you, you know, flame out in the second round. Like, and that seems to happen. The higher ranked we are. We seem to do worse. Yeah, we're always better when we're underseeded. Well, yeah. we get this like fight in us. We're better as a ten or eleven than we are as a one or sweet a two. sixteen as an eleven. You know, final four as a ten. So yeah, it's funny you say that too because down here in uh, North Carolina, you talk to Duke and North Carolina fans, and they would rather beat each other the times that they play 
yeah. and not make the tournament. Like that's more important than making the tournament. And it's funny that you said that, Tony, because it's like I'm the same exact way. Like that Galen Buzzberry was great, but we didn't really do anything. So, yeah. but it's funny because some fans and the rivalry is so deep that they would they only care about that game, and it's just it's it doesn't make any sense to me. But that's that's what sucks about the move to the ACC. We really don't have a true rival, like. We all yeah, the Duke game is huge, but like let's be honest, like it's we're not, not Duke's rival. No. All right, you're, you guys are gonna hate me for this, but I wasn't really around for this whole Georgetown thing. Like I didn't start <laughs> yeah. seriously I it, I paying was attention. The tail end of it. Yeah, but Duke I didn't. Not, to me, was a bigger rival than Georgetown, as far as being a '90s kid. Right. I I, I just it, it was Georgetown for me. But I hear you, Anthony. UConn was brutal too. Sometimes I do. I hate UConn. Rip Hamilton. I hate that guy. I mean, there were some. There were some. I couldn't stand St. John's. I can't believe how much I hated St. John's back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the first year that I specifically started paying attention was like 2013 when I was in fourth grade, and that was the last year in the Big East. So to me, like my, I honestly hate Duke more than I hate Georgetown, just because I wasn't around to see it. And now I've seen Duke have this success in the sold-out carry domes. So to me, my rivalry for my generation is the Duke game. Well, let me ask you then. So you think you think Duke would be the rival for Syracuse? No. Historically, it's Georgetown. But I'm right. just saying my generation, yeah. as the younger generation of fans, that's all we've seen. So, like, yeah, you can go back on YouTube and watch the games, which I have. I've watched almost all of them, going all the way back to – the Pearl versus E-Wing and the orange on the backboard, but and John Thompson going nuts, but it just didn't feel the same. You weren't watching it live. You weren't living it. You weren't going to school yeah. the next morning, people talking about it. You didn't have that same buzz as you do now I experience with the Duke game. So to me, my rival's Duke. I hear you. I can totally see that. I wouldn't yeah. disagree with you at all. It's yeah. all about perspective. But, like, when did you grow up? I was yeah. a 90s kid, so it's like, you know, but, the 96 run was amazing to me. It's my all-time favorite. It's like... What are those first strong moments you remember and just stick with you forever? I mean, John Wallace, that yeah. shot against Georgia should be in here, but it's it's way before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if we did, well, yeah, pre two thousand three, we'd have a, a full sixty four team tournament. Oh yeah. Yeah, we could and actually. Like, we should do that. <laughs> oh, God. I'll let you run it, Gio. I, I'll do it. I'll do well, it. I got free time. Seriously. Yeah, I was just gonna say, just like me and me and Sean had said before when we when we spoke about this, uh, I, and and I said, I mean, I think that Duke could possibly be our ACC rival, and the, the good thing about that is that we're never gonna be Duke's rival. So yeah, uh, it's yeah, one of those things. We were though. Yeah, but you know, it, it could work in our favor because Duke's always gonna worry about North Carolina more than us, and we worry about Duke more than anybody else. So, you know, sometimes that, that can, that can work in our favor, but Duke is never going to look at us as their number one no. rival. And you know, they always, what really, what really hurt get, us was Jamie Dixon leaving Pitt for TCU. If Jamie Dixon is still at Pitt, like that's our rival. Like they were a rival for a long time. We would have a true ACC rival, but yeah, like, no, we don't. Well, actually, this he knew how to beat us, man. This in, year. Uh, oh, go ahead, John. No, go ahead, buddy. In my interview uh, with Eric, he said the toughest place to play was actually the, the Oakland Zoo. At yeah. Pitt. And you wouldn't even yeah. think that. I I, I would, though, because they're right on the court. Joe and I, we've talked about that. They line the whole sideline with the students. And I don't understand. Like yeah, like, like Duke, Duke does. It's a, kind of a smaller venue. They got, I mean, and those kids get rowdy. It's just the past couple of years where they really haven't done a ton. 
Right. But this right. year we talked, Joe and I talked a lot about the, the Syracuse Notre Dame games. Those were a couple brutal games. They were really good too. Yeah, and they were Lord getting chippy. Crazy dunking that as well. <clears throat> oh, I remember that. I was yeah. at that game. They were getting chippy this year too. So that was fun to watch. But anyway, we're 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 going this way again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we got we got we need a nine seed. Oh wait. So we have our eight nine. Yeah. The Gillen yeah. buzzer beater and the Ennis. But which one do we put it, as the eight, and which one do we put as? Nine? I don't know if it matters. Flip a coin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gillen's gonna be the eight because I feel like that was cooler in front of a home crowd. So, there you go. Gillen, Duke, and then we got Ennis. Okay. So your nine is your Ennis Pitt. Your eight is the Gillen Duke. Now we need a seven. And we're starting to get into the good stuff here. Talk. Would you put the six overtime this low? I wouldn't. No. No. Okay. So how about something like, are we going to include the Sweet 16 comeback against Gonzaga? Or is that going to be overshot by the Virginia win? Uh, No, it's definitely going to be overshot by the Yeah. I mean, Virginia is above that, I believe. Yeah. that's It's way above it. No, he's saying saying they were back to back, right? Yeah. 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 Weekend. Right. What about what about and we lost this game, but what about the the charge? The, the they called the charge on CJ Fair against Rodney yeah. Hood. That, see <clears throat> it's funny. Even if we don't put that game yeah, that's a moment. It has to you be mean that Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. That so, the ejection. Yeah. So oh. charge slash ejection. Uh, Sean, are you putting this up on your Twitter today, buddy? I will. All right, sounds uh, yeah. good. And then, and then six. Uh, I feel like six. We gotta go. Um, six overtime. Six overtime. Let's okay, do that. But where do we, we have to put the overtime win in 2014? That's got to be up there because that was the first Duke game. That was the sellout. That was college game day. That was the buzzer beater to go into overtime by Duke. Um, Rashid Suleiman. That was that was everything. Yeah, that was a good game. It, that, it needs to be in there. That made us number one in the country as well. That's right. So I feel like that's got to be in there. So much fun to be. So at put too. that at six, and we'll put. What's that, Tony? I said that game was so much fun to be at. You cannot hear the person next to you. That's awesome. I yeah, wish. This I was the fortunate first sellout. So many of these games. I watched that game at a Smoky Bones. Really? Yeah, there's a ton of Duke fans there, too, as I was in Virginia Beach. There's a lot of Duke fans here. Oh, yeah. I, I keep forgetting you guys aren't in Syracuse. <laughs> See, it's, it's funny. You guys have mentioned on Cuse Militia many times how, like, it sucks you're down south. You don't get to go to as many games as you want. But I'm envious that you get to go to away games. Because, like, I feel like I would be in my element there. Just yeah. total pro wrestling heel. I will be the most hated man in that building. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get to like a North Carolina game and just raise hell. Now we should plan something like that. I'm down. I want to get walked out in handcuffs. I'm not even kidding. I'll film <laughs> it. Nuts. I went down to uh, Maryland last year and we got killed. Uh, so I remember that. that. Fun getting chirped at. Yeah. After. Uh, but just like SU showed up big. There were a lot of Orange fans there. Uh, that was because the expectations were so high, and that was like the closest road yeah, game. That was when our dreams were crushed. That, that game. Was when our dreams were. Oh yeah, I remember sitting in the stands, and I was like, "Although try Liberty, I, I don't know yeah, what this feeling is. I feel so disappointed." The Liberty game didn't show much promise, but that game solidified no. it. Yeah, <laughs> I went to the Duke game. <laughs> the freaking coach up in the hospital bed. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what was he doing up there? Get this guy out of there! Easily. Close the curtain. 
guys, you, you know what we forgot? I just realized we forgot it is beating number one Duke on the road last year. Is that eligible? Oh, yeah, the Elijah Hughes full court shot before halftime. I mean, you beat him. Was that Hughes or Brissett? That was, that Hughes. was Hughes. It was, okay. And that game. They uh, posted us. the shot chart, and there was one orange dot all the way across the court. It was just amazing. That's yeah. awesome. And, and that game got us into the NCAA tournament. What were we, a nine seed last year? And we lost first round to TCU, but we were in. Is that does that make the list? I feel like that. I feel like that was a great a great game. Number one at home, Duke had never lost to an unranked team when they were ranked first at home, and they lost. That 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 needs to be up there. Is that a fifth seed? You could do that that at five. You could do the six overtime at four. We have to understand. We have to remember that we have the Virginia game. And yeah, the Clemson Clemson game. Yep. We got Jerry. We still haven't put Jerry McNamara. What the Big Big East. East run? Boom! Lacrosse is oh. lacrosse isn't in there yet. Lacrosse is done. Lacrosse is in there. No, I did not. I took it out because we you had did. To, we said put yep. it higher. We need more so, regions. So that's four. So, so wait. I mean, All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Got to have the Clemson game. Yep. I feel Got like it. that might be number one because we have a lot of basketball. So I feel like the one football has to be high. I feel like that might be number one. Over GMAC, uh, that's tough. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That 2006 run's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he put that team on it. I don't really remember it, to be honest. I know, I but you watched it, it though. It's tough because, you again, it's all, again, subjective, right? Because you got national championships that we're talking about as far as lacrosse goes, right? Well, okay, Gio. You let's... talk about Clemson, that football game is probably what the biggest win in how long? Yeah, and I was there, football? too, so that's why I'm biased to that. One, I didn't see this GMAC run. The Virginia game was awesome, and I feel like that's my two, but we didn't win a national championship. Yeah, we went to the Final Four, but that Clemson football game, I mean, being in the Dome, there was nothing like it. This field storming and everything, it was crazy. Yeah. See, it, again, it goes back to perspective, because like growing up in the 90s, I got to see a bunch of awesome football games. Like, yeah. The game we lost against Tennessee, and that environment, I think, was better than the Clemson game. Like, don't get me wrong, the Clemson game was amazing, but, like, Tennessee won the national title that year. Like, that game was incredible. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's do this. Run run us just through quickly from 16. All back. right, 16, we got Cuse, Michigan State upset as an 11 seed. We took down a three seed to go to the Sweet 16 and play Duke. Um, 15, we got John Gillen's 43 points. 14, we got Dino Babers higher. 13, we got the 2013 Final Four run. Uh, 12, we got Johnny Flynn's posterizer. Then 11, we have the uh, 10-win football season uh, for 2018. All right, wait, hold on. What's I'm trying to figure – all right, go on. What's nine? Then – okay, so then 10, you have GMAC overrated the press conference. Uh, then you have the Ennis shot versus Pitt, Gillen versus Duke, buzzer beater, CJ Fair charge slash ejection at seven, 2014 Duke at six. I feel like these games are higher than that upset at Duke, but at the same time, that was bad. Zion, did Zion play that game? No, Zion was out. Zion yeah. was out. No, like, no, no, he played that game. Yeah, he played that game and he didn't play at the Dome. Oh, yeah. okay, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so actually, that that makes it even yeah. That, I, I think that there. needs to be on there. That's historic. Duke may never, no one may ever do that again as an unranked team if Duke is ranked first. That's a very yeah. like, 
I say that's a five. Let's put it at five because we'll still have. Let's say we go four. We go um, lacrosse championship. We could do a play-in game. We could do a play. All right. So five. Yeah. We're going. What was that? Twenty nineteen or was that right? What's that? The that was twenty nineteen. Was last year? Yeah, it was last or, year. Or was well, it was eighteen nineteen. Twenty okay. Twenty eighteen slash twenty nineteen. Yep. At number one, Duke. Yep. Zion. Okay. Uh, and then that was the one where Trey Jones went out in the beginning of that game. Yeah, he got injured his hand. Yep. All right. So you're four. Is that the big? We won the Big East championship in '06, right? Yeah. Okay. So that I feel like that that might be higher than a four. Why don't we go lacrosse four? Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yep. 2009. Lacrosse getting the props lacrosse. out there. I like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's back-to-back championships. And, guys, you know, I mean, not for anything. They've had, a, what, 11? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. We and, had 12. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. There was 12, and then they took one away because there was some kind of scandal-type thing. And this is the craziest part about it. When the NCAA said, where's the trophy? The trophy was gone, and the trophy's never been found. Some people say it's buried under the dome, which sounds ridiculous. But well, that's like Jimmy a, Hoffa being buried under Giant Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> right. But they did a ESPN like show about it, not a thirty for thirty, but like a thirty for thirty short that they've never found the trophy. And Syracuse Lacrosse got a national championship taken away in the Gate Brothers. It was like the nineteen ninety championship. Was Desco Desco was there, right? That was Desco no. was an assistant, no? so that was oh, okay. Roy Simmons Jr. was the head coach. Okay, I'm yeah. hoping I go to like a garage sale in Camillus and like it's just there randomly. That'd be good. Hey, just in our garage, there's just this trophy. Yeah, who cares? That's where it would be too. Twenty bucks, Camillus. Twenty bucks. <laughs> Twenty bucks. That'd be awesome. Okay, so so three, three, two, and one should be kind of easy. We got the UVA comeback. Yeah, we got the 2006 run. And we got the Clemson football game. We got the Clemson football game. So that's it. Yeah. So how do we do it? I, I say football is number one. We don't have a lot of football on this list either. The 2006 run was amazing to me. I would put that at number one. I understand Gio's point of view. That's fair. I did not see it. Do, do you guys all agree? If you guys all agree, we'll put GMAC number one in that run. I think you got to put GMAC number one. Joey? I'll agree to disagree. With what? What do you got? You got you got the Clemson game. I mean, yeah, I, I do. Oh, now we have a now we have a two two split. We're flipping a coin, boys. All right, flip a coin. You got oh, one. I have this. Yeah, I have this. Hundred years, Syracuse lacrosse. Okay, they, brilliant. They Take it out of the out. case. Take it out of the case. Don't scratch Seriously. it. Don't if damage it. it. If it does it come out? He flips it. Just does it come out? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I swear. They gave these out like the first game of the hundred years, but uh, yeah, it's not coming out. Anybody got a coin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Nobody. Uh, see if we can find something. Come on, come on, Tony. Come through. Nobody has a coin. I can't believe how unprepared you are, Giovanni. How Listen. come you don't have a coin? Listen, you know how prepared I was for that Devo interview this morning? Hell, I need a That's call. what I spent all day doing. Uh, well, <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. We're no, we're no Devendorfs. I was up to like three last night writing questions, <sighs> thinking of questions. You guys got to check it out. There's some, there's cool, he tells a couple really cool stories about how he was actually 
uh, committed to Michigan State. I saw that clip. And then in 03, we played them at Michigan State, and he was like, dude, who is this Syracuse team? Started catching on to them. Then we started to recruit him, and he wanted to come to Syracuse because of the way that they played. And he was They were ranked to high State. too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we beat him on the road that year we won the Natty. So. Oh, yeah, we beat him. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good right. game. So he told some really cool stories. So Dorf, he was a McDonald's All-American. Yeah, he was. Out of Oak Hill, too. Same place, yep. Mellow. He was on the. He was telling me, and I was surprised about this, he was on the same Oak Hill team as Kevin Durant. They were teammates Damn. in high school. Crazy. All right, you got a coin? Yep. Uh-huh. All right, so heads is the Clemson game. Tails is the uh, Clemson Duke game. game. <laughs> or not the Duke game, the Jerry Tails McNamara the 2006 So game. we got to know the rules. Are you just flipping it and letting it hit the ground? Are you going to we'll flip it, hit- catch it, flip it on my Okay, head. old school. All right. All right, let's do it. All right. What if you drop it? I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. My bad. I didn't see it. Right. Redo, redo, redo. Redo. Right. Oh, Wait, what is Sorry. heads? Heads is the club pressure. Okay. Tony, I love that. Go. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Heads Clemson, tails G Mac. Yeah. We got tails G Mac. Ah. Uh, oh. Okay, Joe. All right. All right. Clemson's so, two. I'll leave that coin the next time we do one of these. So G Mac. <laughs> Big East run. Twenty seventeen. Clemson is two. And that leaves the 2016 UVA um, number one seed. The game that created maybe the greatest meme of all time. That kid on the bench for UVA. Oh, yes. (laughs) Malachi Richardson. That's the greatest meme, too, because it switched from one side to the other. Yeah. It was like eight minutes. Well, yeah, we Malachi did it. I was just unconscious. Uh, I mean, what was it? Twenty points in the second half. What was it? Dude, he was getting guarded by Malcolm Brogdon, who's the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, who is a pretty legit starter in the NBA right now. Like known for his defense. That was so yeah. much fun too. I'm at Rosie's watching. You could feel it building, almost like an avalanche. Like that snowball just getting bigger and bigger down the hill. They start chipping away at it, like they finally get the lead, and the whole place just explodes. Yeah, couldn't believe it. I, I thought was it was awesome. over. I mean, you think it's over? Yeah. They come out of the half and do that. It's like, do you remember yeah. back? Back this goes. Roses back, is a good environment. Back, uh, it was a awesome little... until it got super sketchy. Like when they started hiring a bunch like of big, trouble, big steroid up guards and patting you down. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this place. That's probably why they closed. You remember when <laughs> Villanova took a 20-0 lead on us to start a game one time? Oh yes, that was another one too. Nova was a big rival for us. I, I love yeah. Villanova. That happened in the 03 championship run when we played, was it Oklahoma, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State? State. Oklahoma yeah, State. went to the press. Yeah, and then uh, they they were up 17 in the first half. That was such a good run. Yeah, they had Tony Allen. Yep. All right, guys. Well, this is our list. Uh, 16 Syracuse versus Michigan State in the 2018 NCAA tournament. That's when uh, 11 seed took down uh, a three seed. And 15, we have John Gillen, 43 points on the road at North Carolina, including a buzzer beater. 14, Dino Babers being hired. 13, 2013 Final Four run. 12, Johnny Flynn's posterizer at Rutgers. 11, uh, 10-win season for Syracuse football in 2018. 10, Jerry McNamara overrated press conference. 9, 
Tyler Ennis shot at Pitt to go 25, or was it 21 and 0 at that point, um, and stay number one. Uh, eight, John Gillen beating Duke with the buzzer beater. Seven, CJ Fair charge and Bayheim ejection. Six, 2014 Duke at the Dome. Five, 2018, 2019 at number one Duke with the Zion team and everything. Um, Four, 2009, lacrosse wins the national championship in an overtime comeback fashion. Back-to-back national championships for Q Slacks. Three, 2016, Virginia, number one seed. We just talked about it to go to the Final Four. Two, 2017, Clemson game in the Dome. And number one, GMAC, 2006, Big East run. Sean's going to put this up on Twitter, and uh, I will be sure to retweet it. No one, no one else has done this. Uh, Tony thought about doing this. He tried to get something together. Oh, it's and- still going to happen. I'm going to need your guys' help, though. I'm thinking okay. we do four regions, 80s, 90s, 2000s, for that. 2010 to present. Okay. Hit me up for that. Yeah, we should get Zuba on for that, too. He likes this. Oh, yeah, job. absolutely. Yeah, the Zubes, the poor Zubes, he's going crazy. He hit me on Twitter. I Did was, he? Yeah, I was like, oh, I know that guy. I love James. He's yeah. great. James seems like a good dude. I love piling he, on when he makes fun of you. He is whole. <laughs> he is hilarious. Yeah. Like I don't like I I'll read a text sometimes and laugh, but his like texts or his tweets like he's so dry and hilarious. Like, did you see his video? His basketball work. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just pounding in his apartment, probably pissing off his neighbor. Yeah. He didn't have a downstairs neighbor. He is on the first oh. floor. I found out, but. I mean, the the guy's just he's a good dude, he's hilarious, and his stuff is brilliant. Like he he writes good stuff. So um you good know you, what I love about the Q's Twitter community we have now, like yes. meeting so many just fun people and just Yeah, it's been awesome. Orange. It's really I mean, you guys just plugged me into it, but like I was actually thinking about saying that on the show, how cool the Twitter community has really come together. Like I didn't realize how many Q's fans are actually out there? I mean, there's so many pages that you have no idea what the person is, and it's just like Q stuff. Yeah. And it's just really cool. It's always weird meeting people in real life, too. Like at the Dome, people come up to me all the time. and like, hey, man, uh, yeah, you got that argument with that guy, and you were ripping him apart, and it was hilarious. And I'm like, all right, well, you got to narrow it down, number one, because <laughs> that happens all the time. And then, too, like, I don't know what you look like. You use an avatar. Like, my right. photo's me. Right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I just love talking Q's with everybody. I don't. I I have I with Joe and Joe is not huge on the Twitter, but we've met so many really good people, really genuine people, just through doing the show and starting this and kind that's of. That's how do, we met. Yeah, it's how we met. It's how I met Tony. I mean, it's yeah. been it's been great, and, and and it's every once in a while you get a new flux of 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 followers, whether it be Twitter or uh, Facebook. And I just couldn't be more thankful, man. I wish I was closer to everybody. Um, but yeah. um, you know, one of these days we'll have to do we'll have to do a tweet up, man. We'll have to yeah. when Joe and I are in town together, which is a rarity too. Yes. Um, well, did I ever tell you guys how I found your podcast? I literally just went on my podcast addict app and I just typed in Syracuse and I just saw Cuse Militia and just listen. I was like Me too. Same exact thing. Yeah. I literally typed in Syracuse podcast. Well, that's yeah. good. Like, right, I like what you guys to say. They seem down to earth. Like, just you got to make it fun too. Don't make it just yeah. all X's and O's. Like, exactly. No, see, well, look, I like I, and, and I'll be straight up with you. I mean, everybody knows my role. I host the show. 
Joe. I, I add my opinion. Joe's wildly smart. I have said a number of times he missed his calling. He knows exactly what he's talking about. If I ever, I mean, I text Joe all the time questions about this, that, or the other, you know, and 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 he just compliments, you know, me hosting the show. Joe could never host the show, and I could never be the analyst. Okay, and it's the perfect team. So, sure. speaking of that, and this is the question I asked before we got on the air: How'd you guys get it together? What happened? Well, are we saving that for a Cuse Militia episode? So, yes. We will save that for a Cuse Militia episode yep. when we have yep. Giovanni back some other time. Uh, this <laughs> episode was much too long anyway, and we yeah. don't we'll 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 spare you the yeah we don't want to the Cuse Militia birth yeah. <laughs> for now. So. We'll use that as a filler when we don't got nothing to Ex- talk about. Exactly, exactly. But I want to thank everybody for listening. Remember to go. It's really not uh, that great. It's really not like something <laughs> fantastic, but it's cool though. It's kind of nice. It's kind of yeah. nice. But uh I mean, a, a little bit. A little bit. Oh, I'm the eye of the beholder, right? Sure, sure. And f- <laughs> well, of course, I'm a little biased. Yeah, so uh it's our baby, Joe. Joe and I had a baby. It's Cuse Militia. Um oh, God. so <laughs> So anyway, uh we'll talk about that some other time. So, that's it. That's all we got. Look, I want to thank Giovanni I want to thank at Q's Waterboy Tony. I want to thank yeah. all of you for listening, obviously. So for Gio, for Tony, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Hey, thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 